You are now listening to Shy Sox Weekly, hosted by Tony Marchese and John Suarez. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Shy Sox Weekly, episode 48. I am John Suarez, joined with you today by my co-hosts, Tony Marchese and Johnny Nani, as always. How are you guys doing? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, good to be back. Good to be back on the Shy Sox Weekly train. Uh, we are no longer Shar Nights Weekly, guys. Yeah. yeah. Long time no talk. That was a uh, that was fun. It was fun while it lasted, boys. It was a good shtick, I will say that, and I think it was effective. Uh, would you guys say so? Um, I think it was absolutely effective, uh, especially when we got into uh, the day you were in my garage, Johnny, and you had uh, you had a little excitement when the in-play runs came on my laptop. And oh. I've, I've got to say that, that Jonda, you still have me laughing over that tweet that you put out <laughs> with the sequence of Johnny just getting absolutely excited to see the Charlotte Knights put a run on the board. Everybody knows the absolute euphoria that you feel when you're sitting there on the MLB at bat app and you see in play outs or in play runs, depending on what you were hoping for <laughs> pop up on your phone. Me being a big better guy, especially I have I have had multiple reactions, probably even worse than the one that Johnny had, and yeah, the, the in play outs is a total thing that everybody knows about in play outs. Everybody knows about getting a little excited when you see a little virtual uh, pitch come in with like a little stream when behind it, it as when if it lights you're up like blue. watching it live. Yeah, when it's blue. <laughs> yeah, when it's blue, the excitement just goes through the fucking roof. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Shar uh, Nights Weekly was absolutely fantastic. Um, that was that was such a fun episode, guys. We've never done anything like that before, and I, I had a blast with it. Um, and then the, all the the Knights uh, gifts that we had uh, on the Twitter account, I mean, I'm still dying at some of those. Just like oh, the Knight yeah. doing the dab or the thumbs up and all that other shit. Uh, it was just such a blast. But, um, yeah, the Knights didn't make the playoffs. So, um, Char Knights Weekly, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, um, I mean, guys, I think the the main thing, while, while we're bringing it back, sure, it was fun and all that stuff, but um, I'd put out the tweet from the account uh, when it was still Char Knights Weekly. We are back to Shy Sox Weekly now, so that's good. But um, when I put it out there, I'd said, guys, um, you know, it, it was made to... The satirical exercise was made to exemplify how ludicrous the White Sox are in the handling of their player development and messaging to fans. Um, and guys, I think we nailed it. Um, I, I hate to be, you know, negative Nani here, but man, everybody wants to see Luis Robert. Hell, we even just want to get a little taste of your Mercedes Judy can do since our DH spot has been so brutal. Um, obviously, not going to get to see that. We're going to get every excuse in the book. We've already gotten it. Uh, we're going to get more, whatever. Um, and, and unfortunately, we're going to be talking about these guys playing in. Arizona Fall League. I'd rather see him on the south side, but um, I, I just think it was effective. I'm glad we did it, and uh, you know what? I, I hope someone from the front office listened, guys. Yeah, it, it was it was a good time, um, and you just kind of hammered home all the points that I I would have made there. Um, you know, it was 
I think it was pretty well received by some. I, I think it was less well received by others. I think we lost like 10 follows immediately after we changed our name. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was. But didn't like a Charlotte Knights like beat writer? <laughs> like uh, we had like, News no, reporter? we had like some people in the, in the Charlotte Knights uh, uh, organization actually follow us um, yeah. and come along for the ride there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if we retain those follows <laughs> on the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, they'll stick around. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, so aside from that, um, we'll get a little bit of a quick news read in. We do have a guest lined up for you guys tonight, so I'll let Johnny go into it because he's just so soothing when he does his news reads. So take it away, Nani. For sure. Uh, news for this week. Timmy in the batting title race, not just the AL guys in the league. Um, he is 333 after today's game. I believe he had two hits in today's game. Um, but he is uh, tied with Anthony Rendon for the lead league uh, right now at 333. And then in the AL, um, where he'd be winning that batting title, uh, he is at 333. DJ LeMahieu from the Yankees, 325. Uh, Michael Brantley from the Astros, shout out Jonda, uh, he's at 323. And then uh, Hanser Alberto, uh, a little name that's kind of jumped onto the map, but uh, I mean, I guess good for the Orioles that they have something uh, fun to watch there. Uh, he is at 320. So I'm um, sitting about, you know, Yo, so, uh, 13 um... behind. Timmy, but uh, yeah, uh, he's in the lead right now, so that's good news, Hand boys. Up. That's on me. I have no idea who the last dude you just said is. Not a fucking clue. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Well, are you, who are I you? My think... summer. Yeah, at this <laughs> I... point, well, I mean, because we haven't played the Orioles since what fucking April? Was this dude even on the team when we played him? I don't remember him. Uh, if he was, he wasn't either, right? tearing it. Up. He wasn't tearing it up like he is uh, now. But uh, he is yeah, there so in, the, in that in that fourth place. So um, yeah, shut they, your traps, easy top. <laughs> I don't. I don't think uh, he is a real threat. I would say Lemayhew and Brantley definitely the real threats there to Timmy. But hell, with with how many multi hit games Timmy's been able to string together uh, down the stretch here, even ever since coming back in from injury, guys, I think he's got a good shot at, shot at it. What about you guys? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. No, Go ahead there, John. Yeah, I, I, he's just—I mean, he's just nice. I was just gonna say he's nice. Um, Lemayhu obviously is going to be playing because or or uh, scratch that. Lemayhu may not play like entirely up until the end of the season for the Yankees. Obviously, now that they have their forty man up and they already—I'm pretty sure—already clinched their playoff spot. I know the Dodgers already clinched um, the NLS, and I'm pretty sure the Yankees have a pretty sizable lead I, in the East. I know the Rays are a little I, bit behind, yeah. but they're gonna win the division. You know, I, I think I think they kind of unofficially eliminated Boston w- with that series performance over the weekend, and then I, I don't think they're—you know—the Rays would have to go on an incredible run, and the Yankees would have to fall apart. And it's like, dude, you, you talk about LeMahieu not getting—you know—as many play appearances. I think that's a legitimate comment, John, to not just for the expanded rosters i mean that is a factor into it but also the yankees have been banged up all year the guys that actually are healthy i think they want to keep healthy for the postseason you know oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it's this is timmy's to lose i think um and you know people want to talk about his defense and everything i i don't care at this point in time just win that batting title uh you know timmy wants it batting titles are cool and tough 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, and I'm sure we will get uh, a little bit more into uh, some Timmy comments when we run through a little bit uh, of what's gone on um, as of late. But uh, next news item, uh, this is the last one on our uh, topic sheet here. Uh, Arizona Fall League does start next Wednesday. I'd hinted at this in the intro when talking about the, uh, you know, recapping the Shar Nights weekly episode. Uh, but some of these guys uh, will be playing in the Arizona Fall League, Blake Rutherford, Gavin Sheets, Bernardo Flores, Tyler Johnson, Bennett Souza, uh, Vince or Orobio. Um, um, th- those are the for sure announced ones. Uh, Mike Rodolfo also likely. Um, I think that's good to see because he has just been so injury plagued. Uh, any chance you can actually see him in action uh, is good. So um, not not really too much to comment there, but I just wanted to bring it up because that does start next Wednesday, September 18th. So. Um, that is Arizona Fall League, guys. Um, that, that about does it for the news topics. Uh, we can turn it over and bring on our guests. It will be a fun show tonight, guys. It will be. And we're back here on Shy Sox Weekly. We've got our guest, a guy that we have frequently cracked some beers with in Lot B in the 108. We've got Jason Hosking. You may know him on Twitter, at Aussie Sox Fan. Jason, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, good, fellas. How are we all doing? Hey, good, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, this one is, I told, I said uh, right before we went into break uh, to bring on the guests that it was going to be a fun episode. And uh, we, we always have fun with you at the ballpark. So I am excited to get your takes on some uh, more in-depth topics and actually on the record here. Well, I'm excited to give him and I'm excited to be on. And thank you to uh, you, Jonda, Buzz, and John, sorry, Tony, and Nonny Johnny. <laughs> Bit nervous, me first time. So uh, give me no, you're good. Time. Same same network of people. We get you, man. <laughs> all right, we're all family. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Um, we got a couple of questions that we want to ask you. We'll definitely get into like the state of the White Sox right now, and then I'm sure you're familiar with quick hits. So we got a fun episode planned out for you. Um, let's start it off with why don't you give us a little bit of a background about yourself? bit of background about myself as far as baseball-wise or just all in general. Well, I've always been a baseball fan. I played when I was about 13 through, well, when I was in Australia. And I played when I started at 13, 14 years old. And all my buddies back home were all me, um, they're all into basketball. And they always loved the Michael Jordan. So they was like, pick a team, pick a team. And I'm like, well... So Jordan plays for Chicago. So that sort of swung me to watching the uh, Chicago teams in the baseball. So White Sox come along. And to be quite honest, I was watching Bo Jackson when Bo Jackson went to the White Sox. And then, um, you know, Frank Thomas and all the rest of the boys. Back in about 92, 93 was when I really, really, really started getting into the baseball in America. So that's where my White Sox love started. So you had said back home, obviously, uh, we're picking up on your accent. It's in your Twitter handle, Aussie Sox fan. So we take it you're from Australia. When did you uh, come on over to the States? In 2004 is when I moved over here and stayed. 
But before that, I'd been back a couple of times, like, uh, just on, like, tours and stuff, you know, you travel, have a bit of fun and look around the world. And uh, I'd met a couple of people on the way, and um, a certain family told me to come back, and they lived in Iowa. So I um, come back and seen them a few times. Um, they took me to Comiskey Park. Actually, they took me to Comiskey Park in the off-season, and I said, I've got to come back one year when the Sox are playing, and that happened in 1999, I think it was. It was the first time I stepped foot in uh, Comiskey, and... Um, Watch the game. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Um, so uh, in terms of Australia, you had said a lot of your buddies are like, we're, we're big into basketball. Um, how many people like generally play baseball in Australia? Like, is it a popular sport? It is now. Like, it, 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 it always kind of was a little bit as far as like you got the community. When you know baseball players, there was a lot of them. But the general public didn't know there was many, if that makes sense. Okay. So, I mean, if, if you were down the club rooms hanging out with your baseball mates, then you you knew about it. But now it's it's getting bigger. The, you know, people are introducing their kids to play ball. And uh, there's a lot of good youth programs, all sorts of stuff, especially in Melbourne where I'm from. Massive sporting capital and massive football uh, cricket, like you've got everything, so it's there's a different kind of a um, different kind of a clubhouse, you know. Like you've got your baseballs, and they and you, you're so tight as friends that you just go out and you party with the same guys from your baseball club all weekend, really. So you mentioned the guys that you hang out with and and the baseball community down there. Is there a favorite team in Australia? Uh, amongst everybody who plays baseball, I'd imagine maybe the Yankees might be a popular team down there just because they're popular in America and it seems to be uh, one of the most popular teams in baseball. But is there is there maybe a team that a bunch of people root for that, that we wouldn't expect down in Australia? No, I don't think so, Tony. I think um, like a lot of people would either – they've either traveled to America, maybe Anaheim Angels because it's close to – like California's close to, closer to Australia on the east coast of Australia. So maybe a lot of people, when they come over, they see the Anaheim teams or the Dodgers. And, of course, everyone's wearing Yankees hats, but whether or not they really care about the Yankees, whether or not they even know who, uh, yeah, let's throw one out there, CC Sebastian really is. Yeah, it's just one of those garments that you wear. But uh, I think the, the, the blokes that, watch and play baseball you know boston's another one like a big name it all i know a few people that wearing baltimore orioles hats when cal ripkin was around and stuff like that but um in general i don't really think there's a massive lean towards a certain team i just think if someone comes over here and visits or when i say come over here come to the united states and either goes to a game or or goes to a certain city and they go to a game and that's their team and they pick up a hat and maybe they'll they'll go for it. But the blokes that pay attention to the sport back there, I think you know that you watch a lot of it now, and they'll 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 choose their own team. Now there you, you go. If, well, at least you made the right choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah certainly did. So oh, I know, oh, yeah, I know that for a fact. Yeah. If if you're back in Melbourne, 
how hard would it to be to get baseball on the on the television if you're down at the bar? Uh, would that even be a remote possibility? If, oh my! Well, first of all, what's the time difference like? Uh, let me answer the first question first. But yes, easily now that we've got the cable. Uh, back in the early nineties, they only show uh, you'd never see it at the pubs. But now, yeah, they've got uh, they've got games on. You can rock up, and they've got um, yeah all the sorts of cable like they do have here in the bars. You can t- tell them to turn on a on a station and and you can watch your game, you know. Like it might only be the the ESPN coverage or the Fox coverage, but like I know a lot of mates back there right now that have got the uh, MLB network and they can they can stream the Sox, you know. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, love that. Uh, just going back on one thing that uh, Tony had kind of hinted at in his question um, when you talked about teams popular over there. I think the White Sox hat being so uh, renowned kind of worldwide, it's kind of iconic, you know, uh, been made popular through uh, whatever musicians, uh, you know, rap artists, whoever. Um, and it's just, you know, uh, kind of popular uh, as just a style uh, sort of thing. So I feel like that at least gives the White Sox a little more credit, even if people wouldn't pay attention as much to what's going on day to day. That would probably turn them off more <laughs> to, what's, than, to the White Sox than attract them. So uh, may, maybe that has a little bit of advantage um, in other parts of the world because, you know, we're, we're all kind of centralized in our uh, Chicagoland area here and we know what's what. But uh, just, just interesting dynamics that that you bring up there uh jason you said you came to iowa uh because of you know families that you had known uh that had ended up living there what's it like being a white Sox fan out in iowa because you come in uh to chicago for the games um i'd imagine there's plenty of cubs fans there with just the recent popularity and their triple a team being out there yeah i'm not really close close. to the triple a team to be fair like they're in des moines i'm in iowa city but uh i you know what it's like, mate. Everywhere you go, there's Cubs fans. But like the years that they're in the playoffs, and you got the, and you're walking me. Do- I'm walking me dog, and there's W flags everywhere, and I've got me White Sox hat and me White Sox shirt on. Well, maybe me White Sox jacket because it's normally cold. But whatever. Um, and you know, you get a bit of verbal off the off the characters that are out having a beer outside, saying, "Oh, you want to come in and watch a real team and all that." Uh, you know, all that extra bullshit you can't be fucked listening to but um the hardest thing for me is getting me boys to love the socks and not listen to their mates at school when all it's a very very thick cubs area you know what i mean if that makes sense like yeah i mean me boys are 10 and 13 and i've got them going to school and they pick on them for wearing a White Sox shirt, not a Cubs shirt, uh, and all that bullshit. And I say, mate, boys, you've got you've got no choice. You're your White Sox fans. Don't listen <laughs> to these lads at school. You'll be right. You know, get through it. I'll, I'll teach you some funny words when you're a little bit older. But and, until then, let's just get through it. I've I've got similar experiences, Jason. Even even South. Of Chicago, uh, with with my son, he he's seven years old, and uh, he goes through the same thing um, at school. Um, yeah, I I don't like it either, but uh, pretty much the same attitude. Um, well, just, this just... morning I rocked up to the dentist. Sorry to cut you off, uh, there, Jonder and Tony, but 
I, I go to the dentist and this like 65-year-old lady says, you should be wearing a blue T-shirt with Chicago written on a baseball team. And I said, how many runs did they score last night, love? None. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm about to get one of me two pulled, so I'm not about to listen to your bullshit. So, yeah, off you go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love you being the stronghold out there. Uh, I actually have some family that's a little closer to the border, Davenport, but uh, they're kind of the same way, you, you know, and they're uh, um, a couple of them had uh, family members gone to Drake. So, you know, that's, you know, Des Moines right there with the Cubs triple uh, A team. But yes. uh, luckily, luckily um, it's been a stronghold White Sox family. So definitely can relate to uh, what you and your boys uh, have to go through out there. So, um yeah, it just it just good stuff. Uh, we just wanted to get a little bit of a uh, you know background on that, uh, what that's like, because you know for most of our, I would guess that uh, majority of our listeners are Chicagoland fans or uh, transplants from Chicago originally. So uh, just interesting to get your perspective there. Um, you, you recently got tickets in uh, Section 108, Jason. Uh, to just tell us how that all came about. I mean, obviously, uh, their presence has been huge, and they're great guys over there. Uh, it, we've had them on you know, shows before as well. But uh, j- just tell us how it came to be that you uh, selected 108 and uh, finally getting your season tickets there. Yeah, yeah nice, nice of you to ask because uh, it's been uh, something on my mind for a while to get tickets to be a – to just feel more a part of the Chicago White Sox, right? And and I thought, oh, where can I get them? Should I get them up in 508 or whatever section upstairs? I thought, well, there's no point of that. I don't go that often. I can't get there that often. And um, and I went to a game, and I actually bought tickets at the start of the year when Jim, Jim Tomey's um, presentation was like uh, August 11th or something. I could be wrong on the date, but... I bought tickets at the start of the year because I didn't want to miss Jim Tomey's, uh, you know, speech or whatever it was. And it happened to be in the 108. And um, I started follow, and that's when I started getting onto Twitter and started following a few people on Twitter as White Sox Twitter and that. And I go, oh, shit, there's a few people that are actually making sense here. And, and I think it was My Sox Summer, if I'm allowed to throw a name out there, that said something about a sweatshirt. And I go... Hang on a minute. I think I bought tickets to the. I think I've got tickets to August 11th in the 108 section, and I had. I went back to my drawer and where I kept them, and I, and it turns out that they were in 108. And I said, "Holy shit! Okay, well I'll see what it's all about. See what they're bullshitting on about, you know." And um, I went there that night, and it was great. I had heaps of fun. I mean, just watching Twitter before that and after that, but it was really nice. And actually, my sock summer wasn't even there. Treasy and beef life work had a really good time. So then, when I, the off season came, and I still had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a season ticket holder, and I know it sounds silly, and of course, my wife thinks I'm fucked, but I always wanted to be a season ticket holder for well. At first, I said at least one season, right? And I thought, well, what better time to do it than now, when I've met all these guys? It's fun hanging out there. Uh, there's a hashtag for fuck's sake, 108ing. I love drinking. I love talking to these guys. And what, what most is I just love learning stuff off them guys, you guys, you know, socks on tap, 
bloody, what was it before that? Socks on 35th uh, from the 108 podcast. Just listening to people and having fun with them at the same time. And I thought, I think I'm going to keep this stuff rolling because um, I'm really enjoying myself and meeting new friends. And hell, what is it now? September 13th and I'm on a bloody Shy Socks weekly podcast with you lads. So, yes, very, that's where it all, that's kind of where it all, what I'm excited about. Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome. Um, so you, you you generally make it down here for weekend series. I, I know uh, we've crossed paths a few times, Jason. It's it's been excellent um, meeting you this year. Uh, you, I think you you hit it best just meeting new friends. Um, you know, hanging out with people, learning. Uh, you know, Johnny and I met through White Sox Twitter. Jonda and I met through White Sox Twitter. That's how this whole thing started, um, and and met so many d- uh, different people on here. From the 108 guys, the Sox on 35th. I mean, you you named them all. Um, but you know, getting out to the ballpark is always the best place uh, to talk to all these people. Uh, you get out to a lot of weekend series. What's your game plan? Like, take us through the experience of being a season ticket holder and coming out here for the weekend. Give us your rundown on on what you do when you come to the ballpark in Chicago. Well, when we normally look at me and a friend of mine, because the bloke I work with also has tickets. He's not on Twitter, but um, at first, when I first bought the tickets, I thought I'll just get there and go whenever I can and have fun. And then me, another um, another mate from work bought tickets as well. So we don't really have an agenda. We don't normally have a game plan except for when do we want to go next? Can we make a weekend series? Uh, are the wives going to allow a weekend series uh, are our kids? doing anything that we need to be home for, uh, stuff like that. But, like, normally it's a couple of weeks in advance. I'll say, hey, uh, I'm looking to go to this weekend series in May. Um, I'll leave Friday, get back Monday. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, sweet. Um, and just stuff like that. I just look at, I mean, because we get different days off at work. So we, we get days off during the week. We get every second weekend off. We work also work every second weekend. So... So it's hard to sort of uh, pick where you, what games you want to go to as far as if, if I'm working, I can't go. So we just normally pick them out and try to find, all right, we're, off, we're, we're both off next Wednesday or Thursday and the Sox are playing at home at 110 and it's a free T-shirt. So let's, have a, let's get out there and get the T-shirt, see who's there. And it happens to be a Saturday night and then a Sunday afternoon then even better because more more lads like yourselves are there. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. We've met up uh, in you know the lots, uh, a lot be uh, great times whenever you come by, uh, swing by for a little tailgate before we head in. Um, I know you've uh, you've stayed down in. I know you had Airbnbs up in Chicago itself, but you've also stayed down in my neck of the woods in uh, Joliet. So. Um, we were just kind of wondering, you know, it's interesting just to hear, um, you know, a lot of people like those one waiters, they walk to stadiums. They're right there in Bridgeport. Um, you know, I drive up from, uh, Burbs, same with Tony Southwest, but, uh, j- just interesting to hear, you know, how, how that all goes down, um, with you. So, uh, all right. So we got, we got to get at it because, you know, we love the accent, man. Uh, Australian accents are cool and tough, uh, as the non-tap motto. Um, do you think the Chicago accents or any American accents are weird at all? 
you know, I was always waiting for somebody from the 108. Oh, sorry to bring them guys up, but you know how they have their... Uh, I always figured if my soft summer ever asked me what's the favourite thing about the ballpark, or if anyone ever asked me about the ballpark, and it sounds cheesy and weird and whatever as fuck, but the Chicago accent, guys, fucking, it's awesome. Like this, that different. And I even pointed out every time I listen to your podcast, every time I go to the fucking stadium, it's different, eh? And I love it. And it's fucked, I know, to say that because dudes talk about dudes' voices and shit, but <laughs> I love the Chicago Southside accent. I really fucking do, eh? It's fucking great. And, well, okay, fuck it. If no one agrees with me, then whatever, but I love it. <laughs> Would you go when on I record? Go to pay the $10 or 20 bucks to, to uh, when, you know, when you go to park and uh, they pay yeah, $20 to park and. The first time I hear that accent, dude, I know I'm, I know I'm at the ballpark because I know I'm at 35th and Shields because it's where I. That's awesome, mate. It's, it's hard for me to explain. I see you laughing, but nah, it's cool, lads, mate. I love it. Would you go on record to say it's cool and tough, Jason? <laughs> cool and tough Southside accent. It's great. Oh, we love that. We absolutely love, love that. We we feel the same way about Australian accents, Jason pretty funny on uh, your iPhone you can change your Siri voice so like when it gives navigation directions or anything I set it to Australian because I've I like got mine Australian as well some hot bitch and she fucking she yeah. still gets it yeah, on yeah yep so it's like a log I'm still at home <laughs> yeah, I love it. I said I just had to throw that in there because it's interesting hearing about you know people from different parts of the world. Like I said, usually we're kind of in a uh, I would say echo chamber, but I guess you could say that just with where the demographic is for the White Sox fandom, uh, mostly uh, just geographically. So, so if I had I'm, to do like a Mount Rushmore of accents, the Australian accent would a hundred percent make the cut. Oh, yeah, absolutely. no doubt. My you mean at the top, don't you, John? Oh, honestly, the Australian accent might be my favorite accent. Actually, it is my favorite accent, hundred percent. You gotta, yeah, th- you gotta throw the 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 brogue up there as well. I think I'm a big Boston accent, like Boston's, New York accent, yeah, like Boston's too. up there too. Shit. I've got, I've got one more question for you, just because I used to, I used to work with a guy who was from Australia. He, he lived down there, and he came up to the states uh, for a meeting at the office one time, and uh, we were out having beers. And he told us that the beer in Australia is ten times stronger than the beer in the states. Uh, Jason, you're, you mentioned you're a beer drinker. I need a ruling on this right now. Where is the beer better, Australia or America? Uh, let's let's I uh, well, let's not say better. Let's just say oh, with all the craft beers that have been introduced, because we always think. Like, when I say we, it's always that um, everyone drinks Miller Lite, Bud Light, Bush Light in America and, and beer shit over there. But then you got Revolution, then uh, Goose Island is strong as shit like that. So uh, I wouldn't say better. I mean, I, I, prefer, I hate to like, make any enemies, but I prefer Australian beer if I was to walk in a pub and have a VB or a Carlton Draft or whatever, as opposed to walking into it and having a Miller Lite or a Sam Adams or something. But but that's just me because it feels like I'm more at home because I have a beer there and it's 
But when you say better or stronger, there's I don't think there's much stronger than a freaking Goose Island. Um, what do they call that IPA that fucking you have 12 of them, you're pulling your pants down and running around the street. <laughs> when you figure out what the name of it, let me know. <laughs> it's the, we'll get some well, to Jonda. It's referred to as the, the heater because I had 12 heaters yeah. one night and the next day I drove to Chicago for the uh, Boston and Chicago game where I was meant to get a um, one of those soccer jerseys. And I never made it because it was so fucking packed <laughs> that I had to park in the street. My kids are inside. I didn't even know where I was. <laughs> hey, Goose Island will do it to you. <laughs> Goose Island, good beers. Good beers, good beers, strong. But, nah, it's a hard question, mate, because, you know, you're used to a taste. And when, when I go home and have that taste, it brings back memories I wouldn't say childhood memories because I didn't drink when I was in the child, but you know what I'm saying. Back home memories for sure. Back home memories, yes. So, so you're gonna you're gonna go with the Australian beers better, and that's fine. That's fine. You're you're from there. You, it brings back the memories. I just needed a ruling on it because this was a heated debate at one point in time because you know everybody wants to stay that they've got the best beer. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Then I'll put my foot down and say Australian beer is the best. Okay. Yeah. So if, if so if I'm going to Australia, what, what beer am I ordering? You are ordering a Victoria Bitter or a Carlton Draft. And there's, yeah, nah, those two, that's it. I okay. don't care what the Northern Wankers say. I'm from Victoria and we drink Victoria Bitter or Carlton Draft. Yep, bang. Short list, but has some US so- beat. Yes, yeah, so that sounds like a uh, beer review for uh, Sox on or for uh, um, on Tap Sports. That yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- yeah, I think yeah. I think we're gonna sign him up to write a beer review. Yeah, Mate, that's great. great. Uh, oh, you you can't go wrong with either one of them. Yeah, beautiful, perfect. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the White Sox, um, Jason. The rebuild. Yeah, uh, you're familiar with it. We know you are. I want to know your thoughts on the state of the White Sox rebuild as it stands today. Maybe take us back through how you felt about it a year ago, maybe two years ago when it all started, and you know your thoughts on it going forward. Because uh, that's a hot topic. We ask this to all of our guests because, I mean, there's nothing more important than this team getting back to a winning state. What are your thoughts on the rebuild, Jason? My thoughts on the rebuild is. Definitely. From two years ago, I thought we were nothing. Last year, I thought, uh, what have we got here? Uh, this year, I actually thought this year was going to be okay. Like, well, it is okay. So I thought, I guess I I thought we we're going to be better than okay. I think it all comes down. There's a lot of big ifs as far as next year goes, in my opinion. Uh, like, is Madrigal going to be good? Is is we all know Luis Roberts going to be good, but is the front office going to spend money on anyone? So <laughs> it, right now it's kind of like I got asked the question on that uh, White Sox survey thing today. Are you excited mm-hmm. about this year as you were last year? And I wrote about the same because right now I really don't know, fellas, because. There's a lot of ifs. There's too many ifs. 
all right, if we rock up at opening day and it's going to be fun, I'm not just fun because it's going to be fun, but if we're going to have a fucking team out there that's going going to be better than what? What have we got now? Like, is it going to be better than 72 wins? At the moment, we don't know. And that's what worries me. But the day after closing of the season... I think we've got a big chance to sort of sit there and write a fucking check to somebody and go, you're, you're going to play for the Chicago White Sox. Whether it's Garrett Cole, uh, you, everyone might laugh at that. Uh, Anthony Rendon, like, what, whoever you're looking at, you're either going to get them or you're not. Just don't fuck us around. I want a good team on the field. Uh, if you're not going to give us a good team on the field, Either let us know or say, hey, we're rebuilding another year. We'll see how we go. Next year, we'll go after them. But next year, 2020, I'm really, really hoping we're going to be excellent. But to be honest, fellas, who am I? If I'm sitting in a fucking room on a staring at my iPhone talking to you guys. I don't know because I don't know what we're going to fucking pay for. And if we're going to pay for big talent, then we'll be good. If we don't, then we're going to be sitting in the fucking 108, drinking piss, acting like fuckwits, and having another 75, 92, whatever the fuck the record is going to be, because I can't figure it out right now. You know, you just brought up a, a really good point that I want to circle back on here, Jason. For as much as I want to see this team win, drinking piss beers and acting like fuckwits is kind of cool and tough i kind of enjoy it <laughs> i don't know about you guys jonda johnny uh, I, I mean it's it's kind of fun i i will give say one thing on this really quick that the ballpark is a little better at least for your personal experience i would don't get me wrong the atmosphere wise i would like it to be packed and us competing and all of that stuff that don't i'm not underselling that at all but from a personal experience, not waiting in line for bathrooms, not waiting in line for beers, um, you know, not waiting in line for hot dogs on Dollar Dog Wednesday. Um, Watching Jonda sneak of, into the uh, Goose Island and try and Island, fly a flag. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen when this team's yeah, good. No, th- that kind of shit is going to get shut down. And so, turning that uh, fan on that fucking annoys the shit out of your punk ass or you, you shy us off the week. Sorry, Johnny, to your point, what were you – to your point – Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, I was just saying, like you know, you, you make a point about that. It's like, yeah, obviously we want this all team to be good, but just kind of circling back on the ballpark thing. It's funny that you say that. It's like, yeah, we're just kind of drowning our sorrows out there. But uh, I think my sock summer is hinted on it in a post and beef love as well. But uh, it, when they're just talking about ballpark experience wise, shit, I'd kind of rather have it be a little, uh, you know, sparse instead of super packed. Uh, oh mate, it's great it's going the up for logistics wise. Getting back down there to the one hundred and eight or. 143, wherever you guys see. Yeah, it's, it's grab a quick Cuban, get back down to your seat, you don't miss much instead of waiting in line uh, forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, the great yeah. part about that Cuban stand, and I've noticed this all year, is every other place in the ballpark will crack your beer open. But if you buy beers from that Cuban stand, those ladies do not crack your beer. So if you buy two or three, you're good as gold. To bring them wherever you need to go because they don't crack them open. Just a little known, uh, unknown little ballpark hack. Well, ballpark I hacks. I know. I lo- yeah, ballpark hack for sure. I, I didn't even know they little, fucking had uh, beer at those. Old mate up there on the uh, where they serve them beers just up there uh, from the 108, 109, and they got the land sharks because I love land sharks. 
he tells me about two weeks ago, he goes, hey, if we ever got a, a queue, just slip around the back and tell me what you want and I'll get you a land shark. I thought, all right, well, I guess yeah. I'm in. I guess yeah, I, I'm known, at least. I, I love that, Jason. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I do like that little one up from the 108 there when I do go over and uh, you know take in uh, a game over there in that right field corner. Um, that's a sandwich place, but... If you just go and kind of cut around to the front, you can always get your beers because I'm not ordering a sandwich from there. I don't give a shit about that. I just want my beers. So yeah, 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 that, yeah. definitely, definitely a ballpark hack that I think our listeners should know about. It if you're in the 108, just go and do that. Um, but if I'm in line, definitely get behind me. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you want one more ballpark hack, I've kind of discovered it over the past few days. Game lets out. Everybody heads for the bathroom, right? And if you're a lot B guy like we are, it's quicker to come down those stairs. Porta potties. Make a left. No. Head into Shy Socks and head up the stairs and take a yes. piss. Yes. Oh, that is my is. new ballpark hack is going to Shy Socks right after the game to empty the bladder. And John Dye, I feel like you would like this one because you're always waiting in line in the bathroom. So this one's for you, buddy. Um, I did it. I did it today. I was in and out of there, back to the parking lot, and it was it was good as gold because they've removed the porta potties over in Lot B. I don't know why. Um, up against the stadium, um, those are gone. Shy socks is your only option once you're out of the stadium, but it's quick. They removed them. Yes, they have. They're they're gone. I, I know they why. cut from like three to or four to two this year, and then now apparently those two are gone, like you said, Tony. Um, so yeah, that sucks. Good, good hack to know though. We we have done that one time. Uh, I know I have for sure, but definitely gonna be taking advantage of that maybe in my last couple of games here this year. Um, but uh, yeah, Jay, Jay said we got a little sidetracked there, but uh, you brought up a topic that kind of uh, spiraled us into this. Uh, getting back to the White Sox before we get into our big burning topic of this uh, episode, um, you'd mentioned a couple of names, as in Garrett Cole, Anthony Rendon. So we were going to ask, what would you like to do? The white the what? Excuse me. What would you like the White Sox to do this offseason? And then what do you realistically think they will do? Just in your opinion, I know we're not experts here, but uh, we, we just like to get it from everybody because um, I am unfortunately on the very, very negative side of this. So I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Hey, can you give me two seconds so I can run over to the fridge and grab a beer first? Oh, yeah, oh, it's, absolutely. Like, it'll take two seconds. Yeah, you need it for this question, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, <laughs> We're in true size shocks weekly four. I was about to say he fits right the fuck in. (laughs) Okay, well, well, what I said earlier as far as crack him, Jason, crack him at a boot, absolutely. Um, Honestly, what I'd really, what I want us to do, or I want the socks to do. Is sign Karakot. Um but more more realistically, I suppose I just don't want to go in with uh, with Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. I just don't like I said before, guys. Just don't bullshit us. 
if you can't afford a guy or you, you're going to play out you can't afford a guy, then tell us. Um, what I think they'll do is sign... Like, I mean, you, you, we've got Stone Pony on, on Twitter and that going, creativity wins championships and all this bullshit, right? We don't do... We, we sit on... Or the soft sit and do nothing while the almost like the best team in MLB go out and creativity, create something that brings Zach Brinky to their fucking team. Yep. So, yep. why can't we... Oh, so, you've got Stoney saying, get creative. All right, we don't get creative. And all of a sudden, you've got the best fucking team going out and getting creative and getting better. Uh, so I'm, I, I guess I really don't know how to be more real, what my realistic expectations are, except for I reckon maybe, well, I'm really hoping and reckon maybe that Jerry might actually go, go out and get us a fucking pitcher, Garrett Cole, boom, give him a check. We'll see you on in spring training in Arizona. That's what I think is going to happen. Because I actually, I'm not going to believe it, but that's what I want. And that's what I think is going to happen because sooner or later, Jerry's got to realise there's no free agents are going to go... No free agents are going to get any cheaper, boys. Like good free agents, uh, like quality free agents, they're not going to get any cheaper. Like you tell... Like you look at uh, Manny last year, 300, and then... Uh, Bryce Harper went for a bit more, and then a uh, bit more, a lot more. Uh, Trout went for a lot more. Yep, extension. Yep. And unless you're looking at it like a fucking Arietta bullshit, like for the Phillies, but then his deal's going to be up before they, you know, that kind of shit. But just, just pay some blokes. Just pay some big name, good fucking players for fuck's sake. We've been begging for that since last season ended, I think, and uh, it is frustrating because I, I and I'm one. I've been very down on it. I don't have faith that they're going to do it. So you talk about seeing Garrett Cole in spring training. Well, get ready to see a Gio Gonzalez in spring training. I will keep hammering that name home because that is the type of thing that the White Sox will do. And we'll do. And yeah, like I think I even listened to yesterday, Johnny. Yeah, the uh, or somebody mentioned it about the Josh Donaldson. <laughs> one, I think one of you guys said it. Uh, yeah, that kind of bullshit play. I mean, add a little bit. But you know what? The Braves went out and did this. And and everyone's going about uh, Dallas Keuchel. Oh, no, he's, you know, whatever. But here you got the Braves going out and paying this guy money. And their, their house hasn't taken fucking six years to rebuild. I think Peter Hand said that, or one of you guys said that as well. But it's true, eh? Like... How come their house hasn't fucking taken as long to to make? Yeah, and that's what's. Uh, I guess that's what's frustrating. Whatever. Yeah, very frustrating, and that kind of moves us into our next topic. And I think Tony is the best one to introduce our burning topic of the show. All right, so burning topic. This is something that got me absolutely just beyond heated the other day, and I feel like at this point. I could write an article every single day that Ricky Renteria gives a pregame speech because the comments just keep on rolling 
and they're just so easy to pick apart. Um, so what I what I'm talking about here is <laughs> earlier this year when the Sox were around 500 back in May, and they had an excellent April. They come into May, things start to slip. You see Yonder Alonso. This is when all that started to happen. The lineup construction, all that bullshit that we had to deal with because you knew this team could continue on that 500 pace, but we were all as White Sox fans questioning why certain players were playing. Um, One of the beat reporters, I don't know exactly who it was, had mentioned to Ricky, your team is 14 and 15 right now, and Ricky said, wow, I didn't know that. And they kind of dig into Ricky a little bit and say, what do you mean you don't know what your what your record is? And Ricky came back with, I don't look at the freaking numbers. You know, he was very adamant about not looking at the numbers. He was defending the fact that he cares more about this team's approach, how they feel, what's going on with them mentally, and how they're preparing for ball games, whatnot. Well, let's fast forward a little bit to just a few days ago. Ricky Renteria in a pregame press conference again comes out and says that the White Sox had a preseason goal to be 500 or better this year. This rubbed me the wrong way. Are you fucking kidding me? You said earlier this year you don't look at the numbers when talking about this team's record of being close to 500. Now, you have no chance of getting to 500, and you want to sit there and talk about how that was the goal. I don't understand how somebody could be that blind to not understand that they just months earlier said that they don't look at the numbers. If 500 or better was the goal of this team, isn't that exactly what you should be paying attention to as the manager of a team? As the season goes on. As yeah. The se- yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason, If uh, here's my question to you, and I could pose this to the whole group. If you go to work and your boss says, Here's the goal. You know, you're starting the new year. Here's your goal. Here's what you want. Here's what you need to get done. This is the determination of you being successful or unsuccessful at your job. You know, you want to put food on the table. You want to bring money home. This is what you need to do. Are you ever going to go out to your boss or to everybody else and say, well, fuck it. I don't care. That's not what I'm looking at. Hell no. I, I, I know I'm not. I'm focused on getting done what I need to get done. And, you know, maybe the blame goes to to Rick Hahn or the front office for not giving Ricky the tools to get it done. But either way, that's Ricky's job. If that's your goal, that's your job. That's your goal, that's your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if it goes back to the uh, front office, yeah. the front office has got to come back down and go, hey, we're, we're slipping away from our goal. What's up? Exactly. So my point here is that Number one, and and this is something that uh, Johnny and I we've we've talked to uh, Pete Hand about before, is where's the accountability in this organization? You know, if if there's no accountability for this team not hitting that goal, 
how can you expect them to have any accountability for making the playoffs, for winning a World Series, for signing players that are going to mean that we're going to get closer to that goal? Where, where does the accountability start? I don't want to know where it ends. I want to know where it fucking starts. You know, like, if, if Ricky, well, he, and he, I didn't even get a chance to put this in my article because about 30 minutes after I published it, the next day, Ricky is in another pregame press conference and talking about how the whole entire coaching staff will probably be back next year because everybody's done a great job. Yeah. I want yeah. you to define yeah. I want yeah, you to I'm define what fucking. Yeah, I want you to define what great means. Because to me, not making the playoffs since 2012 and having pretty much the almost the exact same staff here as far as Don Cooper, you know, Steverson's been here a while. Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, all of them. Where 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 does the accountability start? Nah, yeah, and they get rid of the one guy that uh, half of us won't even be able to uh, know what he does. That Matt Lyle, you know, like okay, he's is that his name, boys? Matt Lyle or whatever. Yes, the hitting coach. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, or instructor, whatever his title was. Yeah, like a, yeah, a three percenter compared to Todd Stevenson, compared to yeah, just Don Cooper. No, it all went back to when Geo had to go and find. Who, who who did he go back to to fucking figure out how to? Wasn't it his high school his high school baseball coach or was high it high school baseball coach? Yes. And and Donnie's sitting there going, "Oh, yeah, I'll smoke these fat cigars," and I knew that the whole time. But Cease maybe tipping pitches in Minnesota, like. Cease maybe tipping fucking pitches because he got no idea if he is or not. But Giolito goes to his high school pitcher. I mean, it's just well, it's, we're acting like the fluffers in a fucking porno movie. <laughs> that might be yes. That might the be the shy socks weekly difference, right? The there. shy, yeah, that's a shy socks weekly difference. That might be quote of the year. I, you know, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> just quality stuff here. You know, I, I want to pose this to Janda and and Johnny because, you know, I haven't I haven't really opened this up to you guys to discuss, but you know, where where does the accountability start, and and how does this make you feel as a Sox fan? Because I don't feel like this this got any sort of publicity outside of the article that I wrote. I didn't see anything else. Maybe I maybe I missed it, but doesn't this rub you the wrong way? And, and I know the signs have been there the whole time, but this just confirms it for me at least that like there's something completely wrong here. Like their heads are so far up their ass that they can't even see what the hell's going on in front of them and and where does this stop i'll i'll turn it over to john to first because i mean i i don't even know what to say on this i mean honestly we've just we've been getting fed the same shit it's just getting to the point where they have to start producing or we're going to have to they're going to have to start holding themselves accountable because obviously we're seeing something that they're not, which I don't even know how that's possible. But basically, the White Sox front office has this huge big picture that they have this plan that they think everything's going to pan out. 
But really, my fucking flaming hot take on it is Rick Renteria is the rebuild's whole entire scapegoat. Like, he was the other Chicago's rebuild scapegoat. And I'm pretty sure Rick Hahn probably saw that as, like, a little audition. Talked him into wanting to come back into managing. Because I know you guys remember when he was a bench coach and Ventura was quickly on his way out. He had said multiple times, you know, I don't want to become a manager again. Like, I don't want to do it. And then they talked him into doing it. And this is the outcome. Um, Has he made a lot of questionable decisions along the way? Yes. Is he a capable manager, though? Yes, he also is. It's just what the product is around him. Like Jason had said, you know, Don Cooper, he's been around forever, dude. I went to a Sox-Bulls training camp thing when I was, like, six, and I fucking met Don Cooper. So if that says anything, I'm 23 now. Like... There needs to be a change made, and it has to come from within the organization, starting with the front office. And if it doesn't happen, and we start producing, then so what? Then I, then we're all then we're the ones that look dumb. But until then, they're the fucking ones that look dumb, and that's infuriating. Can I cut in and say who who's in charge? Are they? Is there one person in charge of all these guys? Is I'm, it really? Is it really Jerry or Rick Hunt? Who? Who's in chat? If someone was to fire Don Cooper or Todd Stevenson, who would it be? I think that's a I think that's a million dollar question, Jason, that you bring up because I have no fucking clue who's in charge of this organization. Is Jerry? He owns the team. Is Kenny? Because he seems to open his mouth at every time that a microphone is anywhere within the vicinity oh, of him. Motherfucker, yeah. You know, like. He could be driving a golf cart. He don't care. He'll stop at a microphone just to just to hear his own voice. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, could, I'm wearing shades so you can't see the shock in my eyes. Tony. You know, oh yeah, the cheese. Yeah, you know, it, he'll he'll take an interview at any point in time just to make himself sound like he's in, in charge of everything. And then you've got Rick Hahn, who will, you know, go out and meet people at a bar and and talk about stuff on a podcast. I have no idea who's in charge of this. Uh, but that that brings back the point that like, John, you were just talking about. You met Don Cooper when you were like six years old. Who's keeping this guy on the payroll? Is he is he just that protected? You know, like I know he he's might from just Jersey. Rayuing himself, and we just don't know about it. You know, maybe I gotta go hit up Tony Twista and see if uh, you know there's some sort of like mafia connection back to Jerry that they're holding him ransom that Don Cooper's like involved in because you know like. <laughs> If if Jerry fires him, you know somebody from Jersey is going to come down and whack him. I have no idea how this guy still has the job. Um, just I, he's got to be the longest tenured pitching coach, if not one of the in Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, two thousand and five. I mean, most organizations turn that kind of stuff over. You just in in any type of uh, who's sports the team that has the pitching coach that's like eighty two. That I'm not sure of. Yeah, I'm not sure. Ah, fuck, dude. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but we should just go get that guy and just squeeze whatever we can get out of him. Well, I think the, I'm pretty sure even, it's a playoff team. even demand the, uh, the same, like, little um, – what, what if Houston Astros have got some sort of cameras that can see Justin Verlander's slider has changed in the last couple of years, so they, they fixed it? Why can't we have these little – tidbit cameras that can fix uh, Lopez's fucking chain, uh, you know what I'm saying, curveball. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
No, I think that just I think that's the mentality of this organization. It's it's got to be the mafia tie that Don Cooper has. They don't want any sort of technology, any sort of recording devices, anything that's going on in there because they might be held accountable for, you know, the the, yeah, the bribes yeah, it's like or whatever. Yeah, past the cemetery like nothing wrong. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, I I don't know what it is, but Johnny, Jonda, Jason, every time you've ever seen a new coach enter an organization have you ever been uh like have you ever seen them not be able to pick their own coaching staff besides yeah. the white Sox? not yeah no not, any not really sport, any coach like you fucking name it i mean at, johnny big illini guy lovey smith literally just replaced like that whole entire coaching staff with his yep. coaching staff you know what i'm saying like yep same deal with Fitz when he took over the Cats. Like, the Sox. I mean, even fucking Joe Jeremy, Maddon. Yeah, Jeremy Colladin for the Blackhawks, man. We go all day here. Yeah. You know, and that's Any Chicago sports team, Chicagoland sports we, team, we even collegiate team. And I can tell you, it's some fucking Aussie shit. It's the same. Yeah. Replace the shit and get good guys in. And it, and Jason, I, I mean, you bring in international. It's not even just get good guys in. It's get your own guys. You know, this is get something that I get your own guys yeah. so that you can have the same message across the board. You know, this is something that my uh, my wife's grandfather and I talked about back 10 years ago when uh, when I first met my wife and I was talking to him and we we're he's, he's a big Sox fan. He's been around for a long time. And he goes, how long do you think Don Cooper is going to be around? I was like, I don't know. It, it seems like he's a decent pitching coach. This was 10 years ago. You know, he just won a world series you know five years prior you know i thought he was going to be around he goes that guy's never going to leave because he's in jerry's pocketbook and jerry loves him and, and he's just going to be there now you're through you know he, he went through ozzy Gian, he goes through well i think he was even there when jerry Manuel was the, was the coach um well, you know i mean jesus he's been through like f- th- at least three if not four maybe five coaches you know you never see that in any other sport I wonder if that has any sort of effect on just the whole culture of the team. You know, John, you talk about Fitz putting his own guys in, Lovey putting his own guys in. That's how you build the culture because you want to make sure that everybody has the same message across the board. If you've got somebody in there who's untouchable, that's the same message over and over and over again. And Jason, you bring up, you know, why can't we have cameras and all this other stuff that fixes all this stuff? Well, God damn it, Coop doesn't believe in it because Coop thinks yeah. he's going to fix him and his word's the end-all, be-all, and he's got the backing of the owner. So there's no accountability. That's the backing problem. Backing of the owner, and he's got five man visits. Five man visits. Or ten or whatever the fuck the man visits is. Yeah, you walk out there every couple of seconds and just fucking shake your fat ass and you you got no <laughs> fucking idea what you're saying. Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking love it. This is exactly what we wanted you on for, Jason. Oh, uh, cheers, cheers, Johnny. But it, it's frustrating as fuck, mate. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. You know, you I, have a look and you go, "All right, these these other teams, I mean, just are doing shit like Minnesota. They've been down in the basement, and they got good again. Then they went shit. Then they're good again. While the Sox have been." Where we are now, like the same, like in the last ten years, the, the twins have been up and down, up and down. You know, I, I like what the fuck. I like your analogy. You know, you know those uh, stair lifts for people who can't get up the stairs. 
the socks are on one of those stair lifts, but it's stuck. Yeah, you know, they're like in the basement. Yeah, yeah. They're in the basement. At a time. Yeah, and they're <laughs> pressing their their lifeline help button over and over again, and nobody's there to answer because the battery's dead because nobody changed the battery. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's good. I I was gonna go. I, I like that one, Tony. Um, I was just gonna say they're kind of stuck uh, about twenty years in the past. To be honest with you. Yeah. No, they're 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 in the basement. They can't get up the stairs. The stair lift thing broke, and they're they're just stuck. You know, that's that's how it feels right now. And I, you know, we go back to that question: How do you feel about the rebuild? You know, it, there's a lot of talent on this team, guys. There's a whole lot of talent. Eloy Jimenez is a very talented ball player. Yohan yep. Moncada has the sexiest swing in all of baseball. As Jonda would say, that slaps. Um, that swing fucking slaps, bro. There you go. I, I needed to hear that tonight from you, Jonda. Um, you know, Jose Abreu leading the league in RBIs. Tim Anderson going for a batting title. Lucas Giolito, the most improved pitcher in all of baseball. Top five pitcher in the AL, I would say. Easily, hands down. Everything that this team needed to go right this year to achieve that 500 goal went right, except for one thing, and one thing only, and that's that they didn't make the offseason additions that they needed to to supplement the talent that Rick Hahn brought in. You know, I, I get mad at Rick Hahn all the time for not converting on, on a lot of those things, but he made some damn good trades, and that's that's something I want to go back to is he made damn good trades. He brought in a lot of young talent. All of those guys that he's brought in, the main ones, and we can talk about the guys that have been drafted. We can talk about the uh, secondary prospects that were picked up in some of those deals, like the Luis Basabes of the world. But all of those guys that were brought in here, they've done very, very well. Um, and it just sucks that they can't add what they need to add to make this a winning ball club. You know, I, I, the young core right now is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, Johnny, we're big Blackhawks fans. Kane, Taves, you know, the the whole young core that the Blackhawks had assembled around 2008, 2009, what did they need? What did they need to go get championships? Yeah, they needed a major free agent signing, and they did that in Marion Hosa. Yep. What did the Cubs need? When they had a great young core around yep. 2014, 15. John, this is John Lester. Yep. Yeah, John yeah, this, guy, this yeah. is this is this is not something. Doesn't take rocket appliances. It to doesn't. Figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't take rocket appliances to figure out. That's what you need to go do. I even in a fucking Australian guy can figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it just it pisses me off because if you want to go back to these statements that that Renteria made, five hundred was the goal. Did you really think, and I said this in the article I wrote, did you really think that the improvement over year to year was going to add 19 wins to this team? You know, you go look at the Zips projections from Fangraphs, you go look at all the, all the you know, Pakota, all that, all that shit that comes out in the beginning of the year. You know, the, the front office looks at this stuff. How the hell was your projection for this year going to be 500 just based on the fact that you added Eloy Jimenez for a full season in his rookie year, I feel like that's a very naive goal. You know, like, I, I don't understand. Like, how is that the goal for this team this year, 
knowing what you put on the field. Was Yonder Alonso really that highly thought of? Or did they make that goal of 500 when they thought they were signing Manny Machado? That's what I want to know. I'll go round table on this one. I'll start with Johnny. Um, I yeah, honestly, Tony, you're kind of something me. That's a good question, but uh, I'd say no that they didn't make the goal when they thought they were gonna have Manny Machado. They probably still stuck with it after to give it a little bit of whatever you want to call it, clubhouse boost morale, whatever. Um, whatever kind of mental factors are at play there. But um, I think it was then just also, you know, setting it a little bit higher than they knew was realistic. Um, maybe if we're getting back into this, like, you know, exact nitty gritty of the numbers there. Um, it, it's it's frustrating. Um, it, I think they didn't. I, it sucks. But I from the beginning, they probably didn't think it was realistic. But then again, that just kind of brings me back to all of your article. Why even make it public then? This did not need to come out and be public, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, so it just kind of frustrates me. But um, I mean, this, this some things with this organization are just so off the walls and ridiculous as it is. So Tony, I honestly don't think they made it when they thought Machado was going to be part of this ball club. Anything from you, Jonathan? Oh, sorry. Um, honestly, it's it's too hard to tell. And realistically, as an MLB team, if you don't shoot for at least 500 every year, I don't care if you were the fucking Miami Marlins this year. What are your goals realistically? Like, <laughs> so I understand to go from 62 and 100 to 500. That's an insane stretch to set that for their goal. Like, we all were sold that that wasn't gonna happen prior to the season, knowing the Machado news. With or without that news, even with or without Manny Machado, look at the Padres right now. They're like still ten games under five hundred. So, and they honestly have a better roster than us. So, um, realistically, I don't think that they were sold on Machado being like a for sure, and that's why that goal came about. So, no, would probably be my response to that. But what? what? Yeah, basically like what I said, like what the fuck are you really shooting for <laughs> if you're not shooting for 81 and 81? Jason, anything from you before we get to quick hits? Quick hits? No, not really. I, I just figured that, uh, yes, before Machado, uh, nah, because even like they, they bullshit around so much and nope, even the Padres didn't even sign him. But the Sox are sitting there so I don't know when the quote was called. Oh, we're shooting for five hundred. I don't know when that was made, but after the Machado signing in San Diego, then nah, you couldn't you couldn't even expect. You want it, but how can you expect five hundred from a team that's um, basically no good? Was that before even Eloy was? signed in the in the contract that's a that's another yeah, good that's, question here yeah, too. another good question yeah it's yeah like i mean shit uh, we don't know when do you decide when you when, how, how good your season gonna go when you don't even like not sure if you boys listen to the three minute handy but oh yeah outside the cork and carry and he said we don't know what we've got this next year what the fuck so like as far as going into this year and and everyone's saying, oh, let's go for 500. 
yeah, we wanted to be 500. Maybe we want, well, we wanted to be more, but realistically, no. But I don't see how we were going to get there. Uh, how were we going to get there? Yep. Burning burning thoughts that are going to keep me up at night. Like um, 21, <laughs> 21 more wins? Is that right, Johnny? I, I, yeah, uh, something like that. I had predicted only seven more, so I think yeah, I... Yeah, what I'm saying is like 21 more wins from the year before. I mean, that's fucking yeah. right. And Carson Fulmer, I know he's like an absolute lights out body starter because he's our number one pick from a few years ago. But <laughs> Yikes. He hasn't really stood up, has he? Nope. Not nope, at all. Not at all. All right. That's going to do it for burning topics. Um, yeah. Things that uh, we should probably re- re- segment or rename that segment to things that keep me up at night and drinking. Um, because Jesus Christ, uh, that's that, that whole conversation just makes me not, not happy. Um, let's, let's bring it into some, uh, lighter topic here. Uh, quick hits, Jason. Are you familiar with quick hits? Um, I'll say yes, but really no. <laughs> All right. Give me, so, hey, hey, Tony, give me two seconds. I'm going to grab a beer at me fridge. Hang on. There we go. He's going to grab a beer. Jonda, you're going to do the quick hits. You got the uh, you got the rundown of the quick hits up, Jonda? Are you, yeah, are, I'm are you prepared? All right, cool. I'm pulling up right now. Looks like uh, Johnny's taking a bathroom break. Jason's grabbing a beer. Um back to the oh there he is uh all right so jason quick hits we're gonna run you through a series of questions um it's gonna be rapid fire you gotta answer as quickly as you possibly can uh first thing that comes to mind and then we're gonna move on to the next question it's gonna be very quick moving um just give like i said whatever comes to mind john is gonna lead you through it uh whenever you're ready this is gonna range from uh, White Sox topics to just random stuff that uh, uh, we've come up with for you specifically. So uh, let me know when you're ready, Jason, and, and John will lead you in. I guess I'm ready, John. John, I'm ready. Johnny, you got your earpiece in? Listening? Yep, I'm good. Uh, John, right. hit me. All right, boys. Another day of Shy Sox Weekly. Another round of quick hits. Let's do it. Quick hits with Jason Hosking. Favorite White Sox moment? Sitting in the 108. There you go. Frank Thomas or Paul Canerco? Uh, Frank Thomas. Favorite food to eat at the ballpark? Italian beef. Favorite band? This might be the quickest quick hits ever. Favorite what? Band. Band? Yeah, like music. Oh yes, uh, blah 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 blah. Of course, it is Warren Zevon. Okay, favorite fast food. Popeyes. Favorite White Sox Twitter follow. But one person in particular. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna go off the grid, so I don't offend any of my mates. Um, my girl down in New Mexico, shy squatch. Okay. Favorite team besides the White Sox? None. Great answer. Robin Ventura or Ricky Renteria? <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Favorite ACDC song? I saw... Uh, Let It Be Rock. Favorite baseball movie? The Fan. 
Oh, that is, yeah. Decent movie with um, De Niro, right? De Niro, man. He's a fucking yeah. psycho. Yeah, he's man. crazy. Loved it. Uh, better stat, pitcher wins or RBIs? RBI. What do you top your hot dog with? Chicago style, baby. Chicago style, but uh, if I'm if I'm anywhere else, I get it nude. Nothing. There you go. Um, is Jim Tomey a White Sox legend? Fuck yeah, he is. <laughs> would you would you go out after a White Sox game with Wally Money alone? Mate, absolutely. <laughs> Better career, uh, Michael Kopak or Lucas Giolito? Lucas Giolito. A uh, year of the White Sox next playoff run. I'm going to say next year, 2020. I'm a believer. There we go. Does Nick Madrigal ever make the White Sox roster? Oh, yeah. Opening day next year. Okay. Miller Lite, Bud Light, or Coors Light? Miller Lite, absolutely. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac, buddy. Okay. Turtles, Cork, or Shinix? Shinix. Love it. Favorite sport to watch besides baseball? Cricket. Next Sox player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, fuck. Can I take a sip of my beer? Uh, Ozzy, uh, <laughs> does it have to be a player? Uh, yeah, oh no. Whoever you want it to be. Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> Ooh, realistic. This does make sense. Um, how would you take a jello shot? I think I've commented on this before. I've never had one, so I've got no idea what the fuck they are. But I'll take it the way you guys present it to me. All right, sounds good. Will the money be spent? Yes. Will you ever get over missing out on Machado? No, I'm already over it, yep. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Fever Pitch? Yeah, yes. While drinking, can you hold it longer than Shy Sox Janda? Can I hold it? Yes. Let me piss? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an yeah. animal. She said I'm an animal. Should the nest be raised higher to protect the upper deck? No. <laughs> Drunkest you've ever been at a Sox game? Ooh. <laughs> um... Next week. <laughs> there you go. Setting the standard. Uh, beef loaf, Cherizi, or My Sock Summer? Got to pick I one. I love My Sock Summer. Fuck the other cats. I love <laughs> my Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite place to sit when you're at the ballpark? That's a no-brainer. 108. Yes, 108. That's all I've done. Would Gordon Beckham be, good, be a great cricket player? <laughs> Yeah, he would. Most tradable White Sox prospect. Magical. Uh, what would your player's weekend jersey nickname be? Count. Fuck <laughs> 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 <Heck> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brent, Brent Morell or Brian Anderson? Oh. He wants to drink with or party with or what? Let's go with uh, the White Sox player, as in who you'd take. 
Anderson. Yeah. How do you feel about the Wrigley Field basket? Oh, for them guys. Oh, yeah, no, it's all right, but um, I could lie in it for a night. Yeah. <laughs> will the Sox win? Will the Sox win another World Series in your lifetime? Yes, absolutely. What is the most offensive Australian term? Uh, offensive. Yes. I said offensive. I don't know why. Most offensive. Yes. No, uh, there isn't many, but uh, probably you three right now are a pack of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, not like we're not cunts. We're a pack of cunts. All right. Um, favorite Shy Sox weekly moment. I in lot. Hey, you know what? When I first met all you guys in lot B, with your fucking um, flag up. Oh, yeah. got, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's hard, hard to describe, but yeah, the flag up, lot B, drinking beers. Yeah, absolutely. That was my favorite moment. Meeting so, all you guys for the first time, maybe it was. Maybe hanging out with the crew. Before I met Tony and before, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But, I think I had met you uh, last year for the first time. Yeah, I went yeah. to. Uh, I think it was the Barcelona at the park day. Yeah, I maybe I was there. I can't after, yeah. But, yeah, yeah t- lot, lot B. The little red, what do you got, Johnny? The little red suburban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Escape, Ford Escape. Escape with the yep. ACDC playing and the fucking flag up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, good times as always. Bloody All up. right. Well, that was quick hits, Jason. Thank you so much for uh, for sitting through it. Um, that that was lightning fast. That you put the quick and quick hits right there. A lot of people kind of sit there and they think, but you were you were quick with your responses, so we appreciate that. He was. He's he's got to be a top three quick hits uh, contestant, I think, for this year. Dane Dunning may have beat him. <laughs> Dane, Dane's a quiet guy. Isn't much to say. At yeah. least Jason had some animated answers. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, you you've been through the same thing that Dane Dunning and Jake Berger have been through. How you feeling after that? Oh, too easy. Feel like <laughs> another beer, actually. <laughs> that was quick. Actually, yeah, oh, yeah. Very, maybe I'll tell the wife I was very stressed, so that's why I stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna grab another beer. Uh, when he gets back, we're gonna turn it over to uh, his questions for us. Hopefully, he has some. And then we'll wrap it up with I and the opponents. Um, guys, uh, Jason was excellent through quick hits. That was phenomenal. Yeah, like you would said, I definitely would say top three performance there. Uh, there was very, very little hesitation, and I like that a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, and now we know we're, we're a pack of cunts. Hey. Yeah, man. Everyone is, I. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you, lads. <laughs> All right, Jason, you're back. You got your beer? Mate, I never left. <laughs> All right, um, Jason. Do you have any questions for us? This is this is your your time to ask us anything that you have on your mind. Um, White Sox related, podcast related, anything. Uh, go go right on ahead. All right, I'll start. Uh, okay, before I get in too deep, what's your favorite local thin crust pizza in Chicago? And then I'll think about another one while I'm getting out. Watch, watch, where's your thin crust pizza? Where's the best one? Okay. John, I'm going to you first. 
Well, so uh, we're suburb guys, Jason. So they're from the southwest suburbs. I'm from the northwest suburbs. I live probably like an hour outside of the city. And to be honest, I don't really go to the city that often. If I do, I'm going to the Sox game. So I'm definitely not going to say fucking Connie's. <laughs> um, there's this spot over by my uh, house. It's called Chicago Pizza Authority. Is really fucking good. Or there's this place called Dominic's. Both like family-owned spots. Chicago CPA, Chicago Pizza Authority. They have a. I think they have like three Illinois locations. Dominic's just has the one, and they're both like. I don't get anything other than like either a margarita pizza or an Italian beef with jardinier and pepperoni. Like there's no in between. Uh, you could ask these guys. I they came to my house uh, like a, a couple months back, and we ordered a pizza, and I feel like they. I think they enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. John, that uh, Italian beef with jardinera pepperoni, oh, my God, that was amazing. Um, Talk about the heartburn on the way home. I mean. Oh, I I don't care. The the taste is just so good. I can even overlook that, Tony. And I usually I have I'm the one with the bitch ass stomach. So, um, yeah, I can even (laughs) overlook that for how good it was. So I I can't attest to John does answer there. But um, like John did mention, we are uh, Tony and I are both Southwest suburbs guys. just kind of growing up, this is uh, what uh, really kind of stuck with me was uh, Aurelio's Pizza, and they do have some actual locations in Chicago. Um, you know, they have multiple ones, but growing up, it was not too far from my house in Joliet. Um, so uh, Aurelio's, they have some decent thin crust, uh, solid sauce, uh, which has a good taste to it. Not too sweet, not too uh, you know watery. So I would go with Aurelio's if you're going to ask me. Tony, uh, Johnny, you know what? I've I've had Aurelio's, I've had Nancy's. I'm sure you've had Nancy's before, uh, Rosati's, uh, all South Side establishments. But I've got to go with Palermo's. Uh, Palermo's, the original one on 95th. Um, that one's great. Uh, they used to have one in Orland Park on on Wolf Road. Um, I lived in Orland most of my life. Um, right down the street from me. I love Palermo's. I haven't had it in probably two or three years. Dying to get back there and have a, a, a Palermo's thin crust pie. Uh, that shit's just phenomenal. Um, love Palermo's. But, uh, Johnny, Aurelio's good mention. Uh, I'll throw beggars out there. Beggars is good. Um, you know, a lot of those places have become a little bit more commercialized um, than uh, than the, the local establishments that Jonda goes after. But, uh I, I still have to I still have to hold it to Palermo's uh, best pizza. Jason, you got another one for us? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might ask it one more about. See what you guys do is great with your site, uh, Shy Socks Weekly, your socks on tap, do all the other stuff. Do you ask? Do you guys listen to other podcasts like in their entirety? Uh, Janda, start out with you. Well, um, honestly, I've been super busy with work the last couple months. I'm trying to get a promotion right now at my job, actually. Um, so I haven't really had much time. I used to be really, really big into Redline Radio. Yeah. Um, and then I listened to, like, Pardon My Take. So I listen to, like, Barstool-centered podcasts. I've never really been big into White Sox podcasts because I already want to rip my hair out when I talk about the fucking White Sox. So I don't want to hear other people talk about the stuff that I already basically know about. I don't need to listen to other White Sox podcasts. Um, but, yeah, for, like, sports entertainment in general, especially, like, I mean, you, you know I'm a big Northwestern guy. So I listen to... Um, 
It's called uh, the West Lot Pirates, which is a Northwestern podcast. Like sometimes I haven't listened to it in like a year, so that's kind of a lie. But other than that, I don't have like many recommendations. My brother actually is like the biggest podcast guy I know. He listens to, like three podcasts a day. He doesn't even like the White Sox, and he literally listens to every episode of Shy Sox Weekly. So you got a good brother. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's also with On Tap Sports now. You can check yeah. him out at Bears On Tap and. Uh, Irish on tap. He's a North, uh, Notre Dame guy, but yeah, just had a little give give a shout out to Beat On because he listens to the show. Yeah, shout out Beat On. Yeah, for sure. Jason, ass in fantasy so, football. <laughs> so Jason, we talked about uh, you know barstool or excuse me, not barstool ballpark hacks earlier. Uh, I'll tell you a little podcast hack. Use the one point five times speed listen button. Uh, that will let you listen to. It. You know, plenty more podcasts uh, save you some time and does not really decrease from the quality. If you still want to hear the intro songs, uh, I know we've got a kick-ass intro here uh, to toot our own horn here at Shy Stocks Weekly, but it is. Um, so the, you can slow it down for that, but then bump it up while people are talking. really doesn't take away from the quality. Uh, 1.5 listen. So, yeah, I, I listen to uh, 108ers, uh, White Sox talk. Uh, sometimes that's more of a skim uh, to find what I'm looking for quote-wise or interview-wise there. Um, other than that, um, I mean, I've dabbled in some of the other ones, uh, socks in the basement, um, you know, uh, sons of Hanarchy, our, our guy, Steve-O, uh, we met up with him at the park a little bit. Um, so, so I have listened to some of theirs as well. Um, uh, but other than that, um, podcast realm, I would say, uh, comedy wise, I go with old row radio, but, uh, white Sox. So yeah, I do, I do sample some of the other white Sox podcasts out there, but, uh, um, yeah, my only other recommendation outside of that would be Old Row Radio because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Tony. I, I kind of echo what Johnny says. I mean, uh, I'll dabble in a lot of stuff. Um, I used to be a big Redline Radio guy. Um, then I started adding to, you know, Jonda and I uh, when we started Chai Sox Weekly. And, uh, you know, it it's hard to listen to a bunch of other stuff when you when you dedicate a lot of time to uh, producing podcasts yourself. So it, it starts to dilute the time, but, um, the White Sox talk podcast with Chuck Garfine. I listen to that just to kind of, like Johnny said, get some quotes, get some stuff. They've got a lot of excellent interviews that are on there. Uh, keeps you informed with what's going on. Uh, I try and tune into Redline as much as I can. Uh, Dave, um, you know, I, I listen mainly there for, for White Sox content and, uh, Blackhawk stuff, Barstool Chief, um, you know, Johnny and I do uh, Four Fathers together as well. Um, so just to kind of get their takes on, on what they're talking about the Sox and the uh, Blackhawks specifically. Um, I can't really sit through the uh, all the Cubs talk that, uh, you know, Carl and Eddie and, and, and the Bears stuff, I'm not too invested in that. Uh, obviously, our guys from the 108, um, I'll try and make it through as much as I can. Um, they'd normally go like three, four, sometimes five hours. So it's kind of hard to to get through all that in a day. Um, you know, it might take me two or three days to get through that. Uh, I've I've dabbled in Sons of Hanarchy, like uh, Johnny mentioned. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a bunch of them out there that uh, that are really good White Sox podcasts. You know, I really enjoy listening to other people. Um, you know, talk about some of the stuff that uh, that we talk about. Um, I've dabbled in uh, Johnny over there at Sox on Thirty Fifth, their show as well. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of them out there. It's, it's, it's just mainly what, what do I have time for? 
Um, I don't really listen to anything outside of uh, the sports space. Um, if there's another Blackhawks podcast that I that I would get into, it's uh, the Madhouse or the Chicago Madhouse Hockey Podcast with Jay Zawoski on 670 The Score. He and James Devoe do a great uh, a great show uh, on the Blackhawks, and uh, yeah, I mean I try and listen back to uh, to our shows as well. Um, sometimes that doesn't always happen. It's, it's a little interesting listening back to everything that you said <laughs> yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you're trying to get a podcast out almost every single day, um, it just, it gets a little bit hard to, uh, keep up with all the content that's out there, but, um, you know, try and tune in as much as I possibly can. I'm not a big, not a, not a huge, I would say music guy. So if I'm listening to something in the car, it's normally a podcast, but, uh, you know, it just depends on what I kind of have time to get through. Yeah, nice one, Tone. Nice, uh, very long answer, but nice. I appreciate. <laughs> All right, Jason, you got you got another one for us. We're we're on. Oh, roll I'd here. love to throw one out. What can I throw out there? Um, okay, if you guys are all one last question, and I yeah, this belts on what myself summer was crapping on about, but. As a season ticket holder, what would you expect a guaranteed rate field or Brooks Boyer or Jerry Reinsdorf? What's one thing that you would really, really, really like the Sox to do as a season ticket holder? And I'll end it at that. I'm gonna go to let's go to John to first because he's the only non-season ticket holder here. So, Wait, John, so what, what was it? It was what, what would, would I like the Sox to do? Yeah, Marketing-wise. Yeah, like if I'm a season ticket holder, give me something extra that no one else has. Yeah, give, give a perk, Jonda. What, what do you want as a perk as a season ticket holder? Instead of priority playoff seating, you get one playoff game of your choice for absolutely free in your season seat. And you could be ballsy and say, I want to, I want it to be game four of the World Series, or you can say, I want it to be game three of the ALDS, but you have to decide before the postseason starts. And if they don't make it, then you don't get your, your free game. Well, but if they don't make it, then it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, so this is kind of going to be a two-pronged answer for me. Uh, I like what the Braves do with post-game concerts. Uh, I'm huge into music, so um, I would like to see some concerts, uh, maybe bump up some uh, you know, start times, maybe make a Saturday game of 5-10, have a post-game concert uh, along with fireworks. Um, I, I think that would be cool. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I, I think the free T-shirt Thursdays, that's a good thing. Dollar Dog Wednesdays, that, that's good marketing stuff that they've got going on. Um, maybe another event or two, you know, they have the grinder bash, which is cool. You get to kind of see the, uh, you know, clubhouse and, uh, dugouts, bullpens and eat in the patio area, all of that, but maybe another, uh, little something that makes you uh, a little more worth your while as a season ticket holder, another event that would be cool. I'd like to go up and see some of the broadcast booths, the suites, uh, that kind of stuff. I know they probably don't want to have a shit ton of people roaming around there, but I feel like if they divided that up into a few segments, uh, that would be a cool place. Uh, to go and see uh, as a season ticket holder. So Tony, so I've got a I've got a twenty game plan, and I feel like at the twenty game plan level, maybe maybe they start this at the forty game plan level. I want a discount card given to season ticket holder on food and alcohol. 
And it doesn't have to be that significant. But if season ticket holders were able to save, say, 2 or $3 on every beer that they bought, I think that would go a long way. You know, you've already... Have a free parking time. Have a free parking. Free parking would go as well. Um, you know, I think that would that, that's my other one. If uh, if it's not a discount on food, um, free parking I think is an is an excellent choice there. Um, but I'd like to see some sort of benefit that you know you you're showing up all the time, so your expenses that you're paying throughout each game that you're at are reduced because the White Sox are making their money off of you, um, whether or not you show up every day or not. Um, for your tickets so um, you know whether that comes in the form of you know $20 off on parking and you get the the parking comp or even say you know your parking's five dollars if you're a season ticket holder of, of any sort of plan yeah, 20 no, and above you know that I think that would go just such a long way because you know I I didn't buy the parking plan I don't know if they discount it Johnny maybe you can chime in on this one it is discounted slightly but it's not um, it, not like all that two dollars and fifty yeah. cents off, something like that. You know, it, it's got to be more than that. I, I think. You know, you're you're already coming to the ballpark. I, I know that uh, you know Jerry's got to protect his his profit margins, but you know, it's you're coming to the ballpark every single day. You know, my tickets that I have in 103 are are average like twenty dollars a game. I'm paying almost the same amount to park as I am for the game, you know, and and to be, to be completely frank, I've had probably better times in lot B this year than I have within the ballpark. You know, a lot of that's due to you, Johnny and and the crew that we hang out with and crack beers with. And, and John, when you take jello shots and get them in your beard or try and shotgun a beer and spill it all over your pants. But, um, you know, I've had excellent times (laughs) in, in lot B. And, you know, I feel like that $20 is worth the price of admission to Lot B. But then sometimes when I'm leaving Lot B, I'm like, why am I paying an additional $20 to go watch this shit that's on the field right now? So, you know, it's yeah, – I, I think that, that the, uh, the the parking being discounted would, would go a long way. But I, I wouldn't mind a little discount card that got me my, my beer for maybe 6 or 7 bucks instead of – Ten twenty-five or nine twenty-five would uh, would also go a long way as well. I think that the uh, the monetary value there probably would equal out in the end. Yeah, true. It would. Yep. All right, um, we're close to wrapping this thing up, guys. Uh, last thing we do, Jason, in our Shy Sox Weekly Show here is eye on the opponents. We look ahead to the next two series coming up. White Sox are hitting the road as the season is winding down. Only 16 games left on the schedule, nine on the road, seven only more at home. Uh, first first off, uh, three at Seattle, Friday through Sunday. Uh, the Mariners are 60 and 86. Uh, they are hosting the Reds tonight, so I'm not sure how that game has uh, been playing out so far. Um, but they are fifth in the AL West, last place there. Uh, they do lead the season series 2-1 to one. way back in April. We won our home opener, and then they took the Saturday-Sunday games of those series. So uh, game one, Kobe versus Kaikuchi. Uh, game two, 
Cease versus Hernandez, and then game three, Ivan Nova versus Sheffield. So, uh, Jason, what we do is we'll send it around round table, and we'll probably go uh, John to Tony, then to you, and then back to me so I can introduce the next topic. Um, but we just do a little prediction for the series, just thoughts generally what will happen, and a record prediction um, for that series. So, uh, John, take it away. All right. We're starting off with the three games set in Seattle. Uh, this was the series that I was planning on taking a vacation. And then, like, obviously, I said, I'm trying to get a promotion with my job right now. Um, I was planning on being there for that Saturday game, which would have been pretty dope to see Dylan Cease against King Felix in person in Seattle. But um, looking at the pitching matchups, I haven't followed the Mariners much since they were, like, really dominant at the beginning of the year. And then I, like, didn't pay attention to them for two weeks. And all of a sudden, they were, like, one of the worst teams in baseball. Um,. That being said, you say Kaikuchi every time I bet on him, fucked me over. Dylan Covey sucks, but Can you I please, feel like... please, please bet on you say Kaikuchi. Cause just so he fucks me over. Yes. Yeah, I mean I will. I will. Um that being said, Covey sucks fucking eggs, so we'll see how that goes. Um Dylan Cease against Felix, that'll be a nice game to watch, especially on Saturday. That's a nice little gift right there. And then um, Nova against Justice Sheffield. I that's that's basically what I'm trying to allude to is I have no idea what Justice Sheffield has done since he got called up to the Mariners. I know he was obviously the headliner in that trade with the Yankees for um, James Paxton. So who knows? Maybe he just comes out and just fucking shoves it down our throat because that's yes. super white sock. So if I had to guess, I would say um, one and two against Seattle, but it would be very reasonable for them to go two and one. Definitely don't see a sweep either way. Tony? Um, you know, I, I went two and one against the Royals. That didn't work out. I hate to be negative, Nani. Because I feel like you're gonna go and be negative, Nani. But I'll I'll go one and two, even though I want to say that the White Sox are gonna get swept there. And I'm sorry to uh, Jeff the Giant because I know he's gonna be out there one awaiting, and he's one of my favorite Twitter follows out there. Um, I know Jason, you're you're from Iowa. I, I love the the people who follow this team that are from other states, and, and watching them be as invested as they are in this team because it just. It's so interesting to see because, you know, in Chicago, most people are Cubs fans, and we feel like we've got this small community. I'm even impressed that John is a Sox fan, being from the north side, as he goes to take another bathroom break. Um, but, you know, I, I just, man, I, I hope they win for Jeff because you know, I know he only gets to go see them about once a year. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like this has got trouble written all over it especially with Giolito not thrown in the series. Jason, you want to give your predictions? Yeah, I will. I will. I'm going to go on my... I'm going to think from my heart and on my head. Sweet. It's Jeff the Giants moment. The Sox will sweep the... Mariners are no good. It's ours. Three... Yeah, sweet. Why Sox sweet? Thank you. You're on good? mute, buddy. Hey? Uh, 
Jason, I love the optimism. Uh, that's what we need here because, uh, as Tony had mentioned, negative 90 is coming out. Uh, White Sox are going one and two this weekend, unfortunately. Um, man, I said two or three against the Royals, and I thought I was being generous there because one of waiters were kind of predicting a full sweep uh, across the board. Um and we did our Sox on tap Sunday Funday with them. So, uh, unfortunately, one and two. The White Sox just don't play well on the West Coast, man. Uh, I thought, you know, uh, the Angels series, I'd pretty much take three or four when we were out there in Anaheim. Um, and then we ended up, it was the reverse of that. The Angels took three or four from us. So, uh, unfortunately, I think that's going to be the case. Uh, Dylan Covey, that never spells, uh, you know, well. Uh, he is not done anything beneficial this year and then i feel like the bullpen will be taxed all weekend so we're going to need uh i honestly only think the win comes uh game three sunday uh with nova on the mound so uh just a gut feeling there um as much as i hate it because um i always like ripping on omar narvaez i know there are a lot of people that said his bat was so valuable and he was under control and all that um, I'm glad. I would much rather have Alex Calme than Omar Narvaez because uh, Omar Narvaez can't catch defensively worth a damn. So I will still continue to rip on him all weekend long, no matter what the White Sox win or lose. Uh, Minnesota series Monday through Wednesday. Uh, Twins are first in the AL Central, 89-56. Uh, Minnesota leads the season series 11 to five over us. Uh, Lopez, Giolito, Covey uh, are the probables right now. Um, Perez, Gibson, Odorizzi on the twin side. Jonda, quick prediction for the twin series then. Yeah, you better get your brooms ready, boys, because we're not doing shit against the twins. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, yeah, no. Moving on. Uh, one, one, and, one and two. Um, Giolito win here. Um, just looking at this and seeing the probables, and there's one name that pops up twice, and that's Dylan Covey. That's fucking embarrassing. I'm sorry. Not great, Bob. Yeah, you know, it's Kobe versus Odorizzi. You know that that game's over before it started. Reynaldo Lopez just not instilling any confidence in me whatsoever. I'd like to see Giolito knock down another win. Uh, that's going to come game two versus Minnesota. But, you know, honestly, the Kobe sees Nova uh, versus uh, the Seattle Mariners, that's not great, Bob, at all. Um yeah, it's no confidence in this team right now uh, to do anything against either of these teams. So uh, two wins out of the six games is what I'm going with. Um, I'll turn it over to uh, Johnny or Jason, whoever's next. Jason. You say two out of six, I'll agree because, yeah, it's hard to predict, isn't it? Hard to predict. I'll agree with uh, Tony. Over to you, Johnny. Yeah, um, I was going to go one and two here as well. Um, I think one of either uh, Lopez or Giolito gets the win. I think it would be Giolito, but you never know. Lopez can kind of be, I know Tony would say he's not instilling much confidence, but he is not long off a uh, complete game one hit uh, performance at Cleveland. So, um, you know, the shit can happen there. So I would guess only one of those, though, because the Twins are good and they're probably all juicing. Like Buzz would like to put the uh, Nate Diaz video in here. Everybody's on steroids. One guy already already got popped. Now do the lineup, not just the pitchers. So um, that's where I'm at with that, unfortunately. Uh, two, two wins total. Meatball, uh, meatball take. Stuff. Meatball take alert. Uh, steroids are cool and tough. Oh, they are, but you know our guys should be doing them then too. 
well, we get popped. You know, I, I wouldn't trust Wellington Castillo with the uh, the steroid uh, stash in the White Sox locker room. Just my yeah. my thoughts. No, I, I wouldn't either. Uh, guys, that wraps it up for everything we've got. Uh, Jason, some closing thoughts. We really appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, you got any last words before we wrap this thing up for good? Oh, not really any last words, but I appreciate you guys asking me to be on this. Tony for telling me how to be on this. <laughs> um, no, nah, really, really appreciate you. you know, I love speaking to you guys at the ballpark meet you guys out there and um this this has really been my first time doing this i was nervous at the start but hey boys you made me feel welcome so thank you very much yeah jason thank you very much for coming on i know it was short notice um that's kind of how we roll around here um it's shy socks weekly that's shy socks weekly difference as john would like to say um you know i i appreciate the same man thanks for interacting with us whether it be Socks on Tap, Shy Socks Weekly, us individually. We love the support. Um, you know, we like to have Twitter personalities on this show. And uh, you were excellent, man. Uh, there was no reason to be nervous. Uh, <laughs> uh, you did great, man. Um, I, I would love to have you back on again sometime. Um, well, so thanks for coming uh, on. I look forward to it. Thanks, Tone, Johnny, and John. Thanks, boys. Yep. Uh, thanks again, Jason, for your time. Really appreciate uh, everything. I echo what Tony just said. So um, that being said, guys, Jonda, you got any closing thoughts? Jonda's on mute. No, sir. White Sox <laughs> have three straight away series, uh, nine straight away games, and then they wrap it up with seven home games. We'll try and get you maybe one, maybe two episodes before the season wraps up. And then we'll probably go on a little bit of a break because it's been a long season, not too long of a break. Obviously, we'll do our whole winter meetings nonsense and all that good stuff, but this season's been getting to us. <laughs> it's been taking a toll. So um, until next week or next time, like we said last week, bi-weekly, weekly, however we give it to you, um, go White Sox. Shy Sox bi-weekly. <laughs> like your paycheck, baby. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.